0: Welcome back to Let's Talk Shop. You're listening to Season 5, Episode 8, and I am Therese. I'm your host. My business is called Small Business Collaborative, where I help business owners start and grow their wholesale, get clear on their pricing and margins, start to develop their sales materials and develop their wholesale and strategy for growing that side of their business. Today is a solo episode, I haven't done one of those in this season so I thought it was about time because they're always quite popular and it occurred to me that I haven't ever really given a whole solo episode on how to get started with your wholesale so that's exactly what we will be doing today. We're going to start off talking about what wholesale is, if it's right for your business and I'm going to give you some pointers about how you can get started. Since this is a solo episode, I'm not going to dwell too much on a lengthy intro. But uh, if you do enjoy this episode, feel free to share it over on Instagram and tag me. I'm small underscore business underscore collaborative. And I absolutely love seeing where you are listening. And of course, remember to subscribe as well. And if you can, and if you are enjoying and learning from this podcast, then please do go ahead and leave us a review in Apple Podcasts as it really, really helps the podcast grow and reach a new audience. Thank you so much for doing that. And now let's get into today's episode. First of all, what is wholesale? This might seem like a really basic Place to start, but actually, I think it's really important to define what wholesale is because there are a lot of terms thrown around, especially in Facebook groups that I see. So, first of all, wholesale, when we talk about that, is generally firm sale, meaning once a retailer buys from you, that stock is theirs and it cannot be returned unless it's faulty or damaged in any way. Another common term that is often mentioned is sell or return or sor as it's often called that means that retailer will order from you you will agree on the amount of stock they're taking they will pay you according to your payment terms and if it's not sold within a set period of time it can be returned and you will issue credit for a stock that is in a resellable condition Now, seller return is often confused with commission and I also see a lot of small brand owners Starting with sale return without setting and defining those clear terms, which can sometimes become quite disheartening for the brand, I would say. But there's absolutely a way to make it work for everyone. Now, commission, on the other hand, you place your items in the store and when they sell something, they pay you minus their commission. So that should allow you to get a little bit higher of a margin on your product. So that is perfect for you if you are just starting out or perhaps you hand make everything and you can't yet make wholesale work for your business. With commission, it is equally important that you define the terms of your agreement because you have to trust the retailer that you are supplying that goods to because you're most likely going to be liable for any damages any theft maybe a product will be sun bleached if it's positioned in a certain way maybe if a lot of people touch your products it can be damaged so you need to consider that before you're agreeing to working on a commission basis but before you start to wholesale I think it's really really important to make sure that it is in line with your business goals and that you can set aside a little bit of time each week to actively working on your wholesale developing your wholesale is another sales channel which can be a very successful channel for your products but it's not going to grow unless you have a bit of time to put into it. I'm not talking about the fact that you need to have hours and hours or days in each week to spend on it but you need to have some time to dedicate to your selling. You also need to know that you can make enough products at a consistent quality, that you meet all the legal requirements for selling that product in each territory that you want to sell to, i.e every country that you want to sell to and that it fits in with your overall strategy where you see your brand and your business going. Perhaps I'm not the right person to say this because I do think wholesale can be a great addition to most businesses but I also don't want people to feel foamy just because other business owners are saying oh you should sell to this shop or friends and family says you should sell to that shop. I don't think that is the reason that you should start to wholesale. It needs to be in line with your business goal for you to really be able to grow that area of your business. And if you are, if you feel that that is definitely something I want to do, then brilliant. Then you need to make sure that your products are retail ready. So a few pointers would be make sure that you considered how the retail packaging look. Will it stand the test of time if you're going into a brick and mortar store? Can it be picked up and touched without starting to look tatty rather quickly? Be able to stand out amongst the competition in a store, what will make people go and grab your products over your competitors' products? So really think about how it will be displayed. I think one of the biggest myths with wholesale is that you have to have a really big range before you can start, or that you have to have loads of experience and having to have been in business for a long time, or that you won't be able to cope with the demand and volumes. Now, the later of that with the whole thing about demands and volume. If you are making everything yourself, then I would suggest that you start with other small business owners. So you start by selling to smaller shops and building a relationship with those small shops to really see where the demand is and what kind of volumes you can expect and then take on more and more as you grow your production. So I don't think that you have to wait with starting to wholesale just because you're worried about thousands of units. Of course, you need to know that you can produce and scale your production a bit. But I think we often catastrophize in our mind what we can cope with just to kind of maybe protect ourselves from doing something that can feel a little bit uncomfortable because it's something new. So um, not everything needs to be perfect. The important thing is just to start something. Now I could make a whole episode, a whole workshop or masterclass on pricing. In fact it's something I work with my one-to-one clients on a lot and it's also something we dedicate a whole week to in Start to Wholesale, my course that is actually open now that is starting on the 15th of June. But let's talk about pricing a little bit to give you a few ideas that you can follow and also I'm going to share with you what retail as are expecting from you as a supplier as well. The way I teach pricing and the way I like to set prices are based on value and not according to any set formulas. In a lot of makers groups, I see people recommending taking a cost price and doubling it to get your wholesale price and then doubling it again to get your retail price. I do not believe in those kind of formulas. I don't think they say anything about your brand or your customer I think instead it's much better to do your market research really get to know your customer make sure that your products are priced in the range that they expect to pay for your item what's expensive to one person might not be expensive to another and so on so you really need to know what your customer is willing to spend and what they expect to spend because some customers they will will be after, say, something organic and handmade. And if it's too cheap, they don't believe that your product could be just that. So there's definitely something to being too cheap as well as being too expensive. It's all very relative, which is why I recommend starting with your products, starting with your customer, your market research and setting your retail prices based on that. Sometimes when you do start to wholesale and you do full pricing review to get where it is wholesale, you might need to put your prices up. That is okay. You might have been undervaluing your products anyhow, or cost of materials. Could Have gone up. I mean, this year we've seen a lot of cost of materials going up, but that doesn't mean that everyone has put their prices up. So maybe you just need to bring it in line with what other brands around you that target a similar customer are doing. When it comes to pricing, you will probably have terms such as discounts, or markup, or wholesale factors thrown around. In short, the margin is what the retailer gets to keep. Sometimes after paying the AT to HMRC. Discount refers to the percentage the retailer gets off the RRP. So what percentage of a discount you're offering of the recommended retail price. And then you have markup or sometimes also called wholesale factor, which is how many times you have to multiply the cost price with to get the recommended retail price or the selling price. So what does retailers expect then? Anywhere between sort of 2.2 to 2.5 is very much the average within our home and industry. Of course, there are exceptions to that and certain categories will come at a much lower margin and certain categories will come at a much higher margin. And when you deal with larger retailers, it tends to be on the higher side. So let's break that down into an example and I'm going to go with 50% of the VAT recommended retail price, which also equals a markup of 2.4. And you might now be wondering why, why should. She's talking about that. I'm not registered. And even if you're not registered, chances are your retailers will be registered. So you do need to take it into account. And that's why we're talking about it. Because if you don't take it into account and your product is subject to VAT, then if you didn't think about it, your retailers would actually be getting a much smaller margin than you think. I also think it's a really common sort of myth or rumor or mist interpretation out there is that the retailers are being greedy that they are making more money of your products than you are and that's just not true out of their margin will come rent rates shop fitting staff insurance website accounting and all the other things that a business needs to pay for so each product does have to pay for itself and pay for its space in that shop and that's why they need this margin. So let's break down what a 2.4 markup or a 50% discount might mean. First of all, to get the X RRP price, you would divide the retail price with 1.2. So for example, say we take a £10 product, you divide that by you get £8.33. That is the XVAT recommended retail price. Then you can divide that in two and you get £4.16 and that is the wholesale price. What your retailer would expect to pay if you offer a 50% discount on the XVAT price or a 2.4 markup. Pricing can be a bit tricky to just hear about like this without seeing it in front of you. So I am going to be posting this week over on Instagram where I'm going to break down all of this information a little bit more that I'm giving you now. So do look out for that. If you don't already follow me, I'm small underscore business underscore collaborative. So now we have talked a little bit about what wholesale is, if it's right for your business, you have an idea of how to set your retail prices and what retailers expect from you in terms of wholesale prices, you might be wondering why should I even bother with wholesale? It looks like I'm going to make very little money on this. So some of the benefits with wholesale is obviously bigger sales, more eyes on your brand, it's almost like paid for marketing, something that makes you money and you get to take advantage of the retailer's already trusted customer base, people that already like them and trust them and will buy from them and keep coming into their shop to find new and exciting brands just like yours. Of course it's also about volumes, with larger volumes perhaps you will be Able to negotiate better cost prices with your suppliers and therefore get better margins. Retailers are also much more likely to place repeat and regular orders with you, so it's less of a hustle. Instead of having to reach a hundred customers, you just have to sell to one retailer and they will have to reach a hundred customers, for example. So, repeat orders are great. I also think that wholesale is. Helping you balance out the year, it could be a little bit more all year around when you sell to retailers. All those occasions that you tend to be busy during the year such as Mother's Day or Father's Day or Christmas happens a little bit earlier when it comes to you supplying shops. Because they have to be selling those things And be ready for those things just as you are. They need to be buying in their products earlier. can help you balance out the year a little bit more. Of course, also, there's always shops throughout the year that is more busy. So now, for example, garden centers should be pretty busy. And they might actually be selling more gifts and stuff now when they have the footfall than they will leading up to Christmas. So I do think the wholesale is a good way to balance out the year. To get started with your wholesale I think it's really important to build trust with your buyers. It's important with any type of sales and one of the first things that retailers will ask for is what your terms and conditions are. And I'm not talking about your full lengthy legal terms and conditions. You need a solicitor to help you with them. But I'm talking about your terms and conditions such as what your minimum order is meaning how much a retailer needs to spend with you each time they place an order with you. They are also likely to want to know what carriage paid is, which is essentially free shipping. So how much do they have to spend to get carriage paid? They want to know what your payment terms are, what your pack sizes are, which means how many products they have to buy of the same product to order from you. So for example, if you have a lavender candle and a verbena candle, Your pack size would be for the lavender candle or for the verbena candle. So they might have to buy six of each. And that's how you get more volume. Also with pack sizes, don't think about it as something restrictive. Actually, things sell better when there's a group of the same products in the store than if there's only one on the shelf. And then retailers are also likely to want to know your lead times. So how long they you will take to deliver after they paid you if they are on performer, or how long it you will take to send their order if they have a credit account with you. Another thing you will need to do before you start approaching shops is to make sure that you have some sort of sales materials. It will really save your time. It will help build that trust. It will make you look professional whether you go for a catalogue or a line sheet and that's completely up to you. A line sheet is a simplified version of your catalogue essentially. If you go to the freebies section on my website I actually have a free download there that shows you how you can build your line sheet in Canva. In my next course that is starting on the 15th of June that I told you about I also talk a lot more in detail about what your sales materials should include and I will also review your like or your catalogue and give you personal feedback so that you can be confident in reaching out to retailers. Once you have your pricing, your terms and conditions and your sales material, now you're going to actually have to sell to shops. And the most common way to reach out to shops is by email. My number one tip for emailing potential stockists is is to keep it personal. Let your passion shine through. Right now, small businesses are very, very popular. And one of the reasons is, of course, that you are providing a much more personal service. Perhaps a slightly more unique product. Or it might be a bit more thoughtfully made. And don't forget to mention what you sell. And make sure you include everything a buyer might need to know to buy from you. Buyers are very busy people and they get a lot of emails from, from lots of different suppliers that wanting to stock their shop. So do make sure that you save them time by including everything they might need to know. I'm not talking about an essay about you and your background but key information about what you sell, what those products retail for, and make sure that you include images inside the email and embed them so that they can make a decision on whether they should open your line sheet or your catalog or contact you to potentially place an order with you. Another thing to remember is that a sale very rarely happens on that first introduction. So make sure that you keep at it, dedicate some time every week to your sales, even if that realistically is just 30 minutes or an hour per week make sure you keep at it. I have had times throughout my career when I've been emailing and contacting potential stockists for well over a year sometimes two years before I got in there. I'm not talking about being very stockish and emailing them every week but I'm talking about making sure you're keeping them constantly updated with what you're doing, new products that might be good fit for them and make it clear on why they need your products in your uh, store how are you going to make them money make it clear to them so now when you have your email pitch down you need to find some retailers and I think the thing that is most unique about where we are at right now is that through instagram and social media we have direct access to a lot of independent shop owners something we didn't have before in the same extent without being on the phone or constantly emailing people so find them through instagram things like hashtags such as my shop life is brilliant for finding retailers another way is to visit your local towns and cities and ask friends and family or check out your competitors brands that you would sit nicely next to and compliment not people that you would want to replace but perhaps if you are a candle brand you can look at another wellness brand for example or if you make a embroidery kit you can look at different craft kits that is not embroidery base but other types of craft kit and have a look and see where they are stocked. If you appeal to similar customer base as that brand it's likely that the similar shops will also be interested in your products. So that is a short sort of run through about how you can get started with your wholesale. I really hope that that has helped you. If you are wondering perhaps googling on how to start to wholesale how to set your prices and a lot of the things that we've gone through today but in more detail then that is something that i cover in start to wholesale my five-week course that starts on the 15th of june you can read all the details about the course over on my website of course i will leave the link in the show notes and my DMs are always open. If you are unsure if the course is for you, let me know. Ask me anything about it. And let's figure it out together. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope this has been useful. I'd love to hear any feedback you have. I always love hearing who's listening because really it's a bit difficult to guess who's listening and who's tuning in and who I am talking to. So let me know and I will be back next week with another episode. Thank you so much and I hope you have a brilliant week.